Hello again. We're on the home straight in Championship 2023. And on this week's show, we look ahead to the All-Ireland Camogie Finals with Dennis Kelly and Aoife Sheehan. We hear from the Waterford and Cork senior captains and we chat to leading referee John Keenan, who achieved the goal of a lifetime by officiating in the recent All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final. That's all on the Championship. It's a victory for Cork. They've finally got the better of Galway, who've dominated games between these sides in recent times, and the Rebels are heading to the All-Ireland Camogie Final. It was huge for us, and um, I said after the game that, you know, there was times where Galway were genuinely the better team than us. There was a couple of occasions where they were by far the better team on the day, uh, but there was other times where we probably beat ourselves, which was obviously very frustrating. You know, at the very beginning of the year, we said we only need to beat them once, and, and you know, we need to beat them when it counted. It's a huge monkey off our backs, but we're very, very conscious that when we've beaten Kenny and we've beaten Galway, you know, the ball has gone dead. The cockout is already on its way from Anya Slattery. The final whistle is gone. And for the first time since 1945, Waterford are heading to the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final. They have beaten Tipperary. It's our first time getting to All-Ireland in 78 years. We're so ready for it. We did learn a lot from the semi-final last year. We have improved on so many things and I think it really stood to us. That's uh, Waterford captain Keely Corbett-Barry and Cork captain Amy O'Connor just uh, chatting to me there earlier in the week and delighted now to be joined by Tipperary manager Dennis Kelly and former Limerick Camogie player Aoife Sheehan as well. You're both very welcome along to the show, folks. And Dennis, yeah, Dennis, I'll come to you first of all. I, I suppose it's, it's probably still like a, a dagger to the heart listening back to that montage. Uh, your Tipperary team came very, very close, but beaten by a, a Waterford side on the day. What are your thoughts since then, Dennis? Yeah, it was a tough, tough uh, uh, defeat to take at the time. But uh, look at it, you'd have to give credit to Watford. They really, I suppose, outfought us there for two thirds of that game, and we could have no complaints in it for, for a finish. And you know, you'd, it's big. It's a big achievement for them, and you know, just great hype in Watford since. And you, you'd be hoping they'll bring a big performance to the All Ireland on, on Sunday. Yeah, Aoife, you've been chatting about Waterford uh, coming down the tracks for the last couple of seasons. Just touching on what Dennis said, uh, their progress has been steady. Will the hype be a factor coming into Sunday's final? Look, I suppose it's hard to block out. I mean, like even just following it on social media, you know, there's great scenes and pictures and everything else coming out of Waterford and there's great excitement. Um, but I think they're embracing it. I think they have a great setup there, um, you know, with Sean Power and he has, you know, in his backroom team and even I think we mentioned even Paul Flynn being involved um, Damien before I mean you couldn't meet a more laid back guy you know in all your days he's done it and uh, you know he's, he's a really laid back character so, and, and that's even been mentioned I think in a few things I've seen so I think they're I think they are grounded but they are embracing it and they know it's, it's big for them and I suppose look the day for Waterford to go out and win it is your first one, isn't it? And I think Sean Powers pedigree in that as well, but what he did with the Waterford Miners and the Minor Hurlers back in the day. So look, I think that they, there is a lot of hype, but they're going to hopefully, for them, I suppose, embrace it in such a way that they can use it to their advantage and use the big crowd. And I'm sure Dennis will, will you know, say there as well that like the crowd was huge for Watford in the game against Tipperary and it really helped mm. him like get over the line those last few minutes Yeah there's lay back and then there's Paul Flynn but if I was as good as Paul <laughs> Flynn I'd be fierce lay back myself uh, Dennis just in regard a general question to you from your view on the sidelines and you've done great work with Tipperary um, even though they haven't got to this stage but in general how has the game of Camogie progressed over the last season or two in what areas do you feel most? Yeah, I suppose the skill level is improving all the time. Um, you know, girls are really, are really uh, 
spending a lot of time on their skills and, and as well the strength and conditioning has, has upped hugely um, and I suppose as well the, the rules have definitely helped uh, you know there's a little more contact now but again girls are uh, just talking during the week about even upping that again and getting it to a level uh, you know uh, alongside the hurling so but it's 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 by small steps I suppose but definitely the, the game is improving and as a spectacle you know it's it's drawing in a lot more of a crowd because it's not as much uh, stop start game as it used to be you know a lot of the years ago it was a lot of freeze and very hard to watch whereas now it is it is much more of a spectacle Aoife, isn't Dennis 100% spot on with that? I remember in uh, an All-Ireland final, you're going back maybe four, five, six years ago, uh, I don't I forget the amount of frees that were actually awarded in that final. And the game has gone uh, more physical now. Uh, you know, you're allowed to express yourself on the field, both athletically and physically. And is that maybe one reason why we might break the, the crowd attendance record for an All-Ireland final, which is around 25, 26,000? This weekend, we're hoping to get close to 30,000. And... Maybe it's not a, quince- a coincidence. Yeah, I think so. And I think I'd, I'd echo everything that Dennis has said there. Um, I think that final might have been between, was it Cork and Kilkenny a few yeah. years ago? Yeah. yeah. And it was just, it was a free a minute or a free every 20 seconds even. It was it was so hard to watch and it was low scoring. Whereas now, you know, with that rule, those rule changes a few years ago, it's allowed players to express themselves. And the only rule that I'd like to see go is that charge rule, to be honest. I don't know if Dennis thinks of it, but it's, it's just the last one that that's kind of, it has to go because I think, like teams are being coached on how to, you know, they get one player into tackle and the next player up is planting their feet and standing in direct line of the player with the ball, you know, and the, obviously that rule is that the player with the ball, the onus is on them to get around the player. But it's it's just the last kind of funny rule that, that's very frustrating and annoying for people when they're watching. But no, look, the, the camogie has, you know, like, come on, leaves and bounds. It's, it's, it's light years away from maybe 10 years ago, you know, um, in terms of, of what's going on in the field now. And it's, and it's great to watch and long may it continue and improve. And look, I suppose, it's great to see, I suppose, a new team, you know, get there as well, you know, with Waterford and, and hopefully that excitement they bring and that they'll be able to bring a performance as well um, on Sunday. Yeah. Dennis, just want to ask you, will the fact that Waterford beat Cork earlier in the Munster Championship in the quarterfinal stage will have any bearing whatsoever on Sunday? It could probably have little bearing. I suppose Cork could use it as a, as a motivating factor if they need any motivating. I suppose it's in All-Ireland, so they won't need a whole lot of motivating for that but at the same time if we think back to that um, I know my, my, I went to that match myself and Cork were down some of their dual players it was in the middle of that this mm. season there uh, and they weren't that full tilt um, so I think Cork have improved you know hugely but so have Watford to be fair to both teams so uh, I don't think it'll have a huge bearing uh, Watford or Cork have enough have a, they have enough motivation in the fact that they've lost the last two All Irelands, you know. So yeah. um, uh, they won't they won't need that. But at the same time, it was it was a bit of an eye opener for Cork at that stage because they were they weren't uh, firing on all cylinders, and it, it gave them a bit of a wake up call, maybe. And as I look and try and assess this game, if I can't get too far past the strength of the Cork bench either. I think you've you've nearly four All-Stars there that came on the last day, and they all made an impact. And we've seen probably with Limerick hurling and Dublin football the impact that a bench can make in an All-Ireland final. Could this be a key turning point in their favour, in your opinion? That is the headache, I suppose, for Matthew Toomey. Do I start them or do I keep them? Like, Ashley Thompson, when she was introduced in last year's semi-final, she really dragged them over the line. Like, they needed her presence mm-hmm. midfield and just, just her physicality as well, you know. So, it, it's, it's one that I think... Um, 
Cork will have to deal with. But look, isn't it a lovely um, problem to have if you're at a team like Cork that you have all those all-stars on the bench, like, you know, so, and as you said, look, Limerick, Limerick utilised that bench, you know, Carl O'Neill coming on and, um, you know, to great effect in, in the All-Ireland final this year and on their route to the final. So it's it's a lovely, um, you know, a problem to have, I think. And, then, and Dennis, what would you do? Because just to use Limerick Hurlers as an analogy, like for years, Pat Ryan and David Reedy were coming off the bench getting two or three points. But then David Reedy uh, sees these chances to start and did equally as good. So if you're uh, Machitumi and you've got all that talent on the bench, what do you do on the biggest day of the lot? Yeah, it's the, it's a huge question because, uh, you know, you don't start him and you get beaten, you're the worst in the world. Um, <laughs> you start to, you start to get beaten, you're the worst in the world. So, look, at I think Matthew will know himself. Um, he has to probably judge that himself. Look, at a lot of the girls that have been playing all along have been playing fairly well. Uh, but I definitely last day against Galway, he didn't waste any time. No. You know, he had he had uh, subs before half time there. So, you know, I think if, if someone isn't going well and there'll be always someone in all Ireland maybe not, not striking full form. So, he'll probably watch that and, and be ready to, to jump straight away if, if someone is just having an off day so uh, you know it is a great luxury to have I suppose um, Watford have a, a nice settled team there but they don't have the same luxury off the bench and it could be that little bit of a difference that uh, in, in the finish up you know um, It's going to be an emotional day Sunday as well Eve. if you're down in, in Port Law and you're Eddie Rocket and your family and you're seeing Neve taken to the, the biggest stage of the whole lot after all the obstacles that she has overcome uh, isn't, isn't that a glorious achievement for her and could you maybe just tell our, our listeners a, a bit about Neve's story as well yeah, I suppose Neve was told um, a, a number of years ago that basically the injury, I think it was to her knee, that, that she shouldn't be playing and that if yeah. she kept playing that she'd end up in a wheelchair. Um, so like, and, and Neve is, you know, a fantastic player and she's she's so tenacious. She's won a junior All-Ireland, she's won an intermediate All-Ireland and like she's going for the full collection on Sunday um, and I'm not sure how many players have won, won all three, being honest, but, um, and she was actually held scoreless in the semi-final, which if you told me going into it that Waterford would win and Neve Rock would be held scoreless, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that was an amazing thing for them as well but yeah a huge day for her but isn't it just testament to, to that kind of steely determination that's there that you know she would go on because I mean if other people were told that and that was the outlook they had um, and I think it was her dad that told her wasn't it not to just ignore that she would be grand you know we'll get you sorted that would so, uh, be her yeah, dad alright yeah he, he, was, he, <laughs> yeah, was, so. he was a warrior himself yeah yeah, so like an amazing, a big, big day for them, I'm sure. And, and look, I think it'll be emotional for a lot of the Waterford team as well. Look, they'll know that they don't, these days don't come around too often. So it, it's about the opportunity that's there now and for them to go out and seize it, I suppose, and, and take their chance. And I suppose as as well, Dennis, you know, since um, De La Salle had their surge on a domestic level as well, that's given the Waterford scene a nice bit of a push as well, hasn't it? It has, and Galtier as well had a good run in the yeah. in the monster campaign there. So they have good, you know, good club teams coming through, and they're they're competing at a high level, you know. So they're all, that's all a push on. But I suppose Sean Power has given that extra injection this year with the with his himself and his backroom team. You know, they've bought that little bit of extra extra, you know, cleverness on the sideline, and and they've, I suppose, to be fair, Beth Carton, like she's a, she's one in a. One in a million, like you know, she's she's one of the t- she's you could call her the top player in Ireland now at this stage, and you know she's been carrying him as well a little bit on her back, uh, but no, at the same time the other the other girls around her have been have been uh, helping out and doing their doing their job, but she's a real uh, she's a real match winner there, you know herself and Lorraine Bray are two huge players for Watford and they'll need they'll need big games on Sunday. I uh, just a question then tactically to each of you, Dennis, what way do you see the game going tactics wise? 
Um, yes, I suppose tactics wise, you'll, you'll end up probably with with both teams having a, a sweeper. But I'd expect Watford probably to to try and negate uh, Cork's sweeper, Laura Tracy. She, she's uh, you know she's got good plaudits there during the week for her role there. So they'll probably try to negate her and put maybe a marker on her to stop her from from uh, sweeping up a lot of ball. Ben Carton will probably come out. She plays at 11, but she'd probably come out around the middle of the field and even back to start her own half-back at the times to get balls. So, you know, mm-hmm. Cork will need to have a, keep a close eye on her and they'll need to have someone, someone detailed for her to cover her for the, for the game. And if Amy O'Connor will, will point anything, uh, especially from place balls, what should their approach be at the weekend? Yeah, I suppose for Waterford, they'll find themselves, you know, two on two at the back a lot, I think, with with Amy O'Connor and with Katrina Mackey. So you'd expect, I suppose, Vicky Faulkner and Kate Lynch to be to be back there, minding the house, but they'll need protection as well. Um, and I think, was it Clodagh Carroll was, was sitting back um, in, in the semi-final a little bit, but look, that congested area around the middle third, like that's going to be, you know, full of traffic. Um, yeah. Cork are excellent at breaking and attacking at speed. That's the, that's the big thing that the Cork have changed a little bit this year. I think that they were over overhand passing and a bit laboured around the back at times. You know, in the last couple of seasons. But you know, I think under Liam Cronin, they're going a little bit more direct. We saw the change they got out of that maybe in the quarter final with the direct ball and Jamie O'Connor resulted in, in a goal for her early on. So it's it's um, look, it's going to be intriguing. It's it's going to be very busy around the middle of the field. Um, and I suppose look, the, the winning of the breaks in turn. Look, it's going to be massive. Uh, okay, so five o'clock on Sunday, All Ireland, Glen Dimplex, All Ireland Senior Camogie Final. Dennis, you call it for me. Um, tough one to call. You know, Watford could get a get a, a real bounce in their first All Ireland if they go all, all guns blazing. You know, you never know what would happen, but I'd expect Cork maybe to win by two or three points. You, Eva. Yeah, look, it's 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 pointing to Cork, but look, if if Waterford are there going down the stretch, I I'd, I'd give them a chance, you know, to to get over the line. If if they're if they're in it with, with a few minutes to go, then I think that the crowd will get behind them. They'll they'll get you know they'll get belief, and and I wouldn't be surprised if we if we saw them just by by the minimum of margins or minimal. Okay, uh, Dennis, uh, All Ireland Camogie Premier Junior Final twelve fifty, Tip versus Clare. Uh, both sides, you know, John Carmody and, and David sort of done great, great works with those teams. How do you see that one going in your opinion? Yeah, again, it's a hard one to judge. I suppose two teams have been earmarked uh, from the start of the yeah. year. The, the three, like Armagh was there as well and Clare looked after Armagh. So, the, you know, the, they had comprehensive wins throughout the championship there. Um, uh, again, just from the tip point of view, they've been flying. You know, Gene Kelly has been banging in the goals for them there and they've had a good spread of of uh, scores mm. all all over the team, and some of them players have been in and out with our with our panel as well. So they have a really nice mix there and blend. And and look at David has done great work with his with his team. There is a good okay. a good mix of of, of Laura experience there. John Carmody is with the, the seniors as well, their seniors, so he knows exactly how these girls play. So I don't think I think to be very little in it. Hopefully, Tip will get over the line by a point or two, but it's just going to be nothing in it. Yeah, and intermediate final then, Aoife, Last one for you. That's at two forty five p.m. It's Mead versus Derry. This one should be close enough to how do you see that going in, in a line? Yeah, it's, it's. I suppose, you know, Derry last one in 2012, Mead 2017. I just think maybe Mead have beaten Derry already um, this season, you know, to go on yeah. to the league final that time. So just just giving Mead maybe a little shout in this one that they might win, but it's going to be tight. Okay, Aoife Sheehan and Dennis Kelly, thanks so much for your time and enjoy the games on Sunday. Thanks very much, Thank you,
Now, delighted to be joined by John Keenan from Ockram. Uh, John was one of our top, top referees for a long period of time and recently got to do the All-Ireland Hurling Final and everybody in the hurling world was delighted to see that. John, you're very welcome to the show. Damien, how are you keeping? Glad, 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 glad to be assistant here today. How are yeah, you? Yeah, no, it's great to chat to you, John. And I mean, I suppose part of the reason that we wanted to have a, have a chat with you, uh, 2014, uh, 23 Lee McCarthy Games, uh, you steadily came up through the ladder in terms of All-Ireland Minor Final, 21 Final, Leinster Hurling Final, Munster Hurling Final 2. What did it mean to you to, to be the man in the middle for such a huge game in the All-Ireland Senior Final recently? Oh, sure, it, it was fabulous. As you said there, Like I've walked my way up along through the ranks and, and like you'd always be hopeful and as the years go by, you know, you're thinking, will, 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 will the day ever come along? Like, you know, but... Uh, I I I I I done the games over the last few years, and I said I've been refereeing in my own head. I've been refereeing very well, probably for the last four or five years. Mm. Um, now, as, as I say, there's there's a panel of us there, and everyone else is refereeing the same. So, but to get to get to get the call there, what three weeks ago now, just to to to, to, to be asked would I be available to do the final? It was I was a culmination of of many years of hard work, and, and obviously a very proud proud day for myself and the family and the club and, and the county Mitchell. Like you know, so it was it was a great honour now to be asked. Great honour. Yeah, and you've got a good team around you. I meet your team there fairly regularly with uh, Tommy uh, Tommy Rebbins, Eddie Leonard, uh, Paul Revel and David Clune. And I, I guess going back to last year with the with the performance in the Munster final, like you got a huge, huge acclaim and from the hurling public. And I suppose people might think then that your progression would come straight away. It doesn't always work like that, John. How important was it then maybe just to keep the head down and keep doing the job until the call did come? Oh yeah, exactly. Like you know, you mentioned the four lads there, and but without those four lads over the, over the past number of years, like I, I wouldn't be where I am. Like you know, mm-hmm. and 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 I knew this year, like you know, with the, with the with the age cap of fifty, I knew this year was going to be the last year. And and I said to the lads, we we had a good chat there before before the season started during the winter. And I said, sure, we'll 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 go we'll go one more. Like we you know we. And we'll see, and and, and we treat every match as, as as our last match, basically, because mm. you don't know how, how the year is going to pan out. But as the year went on, the, the lads kept me focused. I kept myself focused, and and I say we 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 went through the league, ended up in the league semi final, and then you're just hoping then that the call will come to, to to make the championship panel, and and the championship panel has been floating around ten or twelve for the last number of years. So, um, obviously got the call to go on that, and. Then you, you you get the, the lads keep your mind focused again, and and, and you get the championship games that come along, and and, and thankfully you, you know yourself how the year is panning out, and, and thankfully the games that I got this year in the championship they all went reasonably well, and as I say that that culminated then and been appointed to a quarter final, and um, generally over the past number of years um, a quarter final ref generally had a very very good chance of being involved in the final. Right, so right. we went down. To, went to, yeah, we went down to the Gaelic grounds and under Limerick. Sorry, the the Galway Tipperary game, and and it went very well. But you know, you're 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 you you don't know how it's going to pan out. So you, as I said to you earlier on, there, you know, you just you just keep the head down, walk away, and then obviously then the call came a few weeks later. So yeah, I said the lads, the lads keep me keep me well focused <laughs> and well grounded and, and the What was it like to get the call to get the news officially, John? Because you know you worked so hard for it. And secondly, would nerve would you have been nervous before games even? with your experience? No, it's the one thing I've always been blessed with. And a lot of people have asked me that, like, you know, even, even say when, when the phone call came that Wednesday evening, my wife and I was sitting home with me and the two of us were, we were thrilled when, when the call came. But even she said to me, like, you know, the next 10 days is going to be hard. And yeah, it, 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 it wasn't. It was like, there was a lot of jubilation around the, the first couple of days and then the, the week leading up to the final. You, you know, you just get, you get your, your game head on and, 
we had a meeting up in Abbottstown, a little a small late session, and, and and the one I said, no, I, I I don't generally suffer from nerves. I said just, I, I think I I met you on the pitch before, and just that probably ten <laughs> minutes from the, the from the 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 shaking hands to the game, probably you know you're just you're just waiting for to get the throw in going. Yeah. But once the ball goes in in any game, whether it be club or inter county, you know it's, I I generally don't suffer. Thank God. You don't want to be anywhere else either, John. You know, and uh, how important? I suppose two questions for you. How has the game of hurling changed over the past uh, decade for you? And secondly, with regard to how the changes have come in, in, into play, how important is communication between you and your team? Oh, it's massive. Like, like I'd even go, for, say, even 20, 10 years ago, like, you know, the, the, the first thing that comes into mind is, is the speed of the game, like, you know, and, and the way the game is played because you're looking back at old, old, old matches there on television and, you know, probably 18, 19 scores. If you got 18 or 19 scores in a match 15, 20 years ago, you, you have a fair chance of winning it. But you look at the way it's gone now with the speed of the game, the game, it's a lot, a lot more shorter stuff now mm. than just getting the ball and driving down the field. Like you're you're needing 28, 29, 30 scores now to to to, to win a game, and and I'll say the communication of things is vitally important because like you could position yourself on a field 10, 15 years ago for a puck out, and every puck out was been driven 100 yards down the field. But now you sort of have to pick your moments of where to be in the field and, and your positioning um, because mm. most pokers mm. now are, are coming short. So it's, it's vital that your team, your linesmen and, and your umpires and everyone keeps you on your toes, as you say, because a ball goes short and you could be expecting to go long. So just give you a little nod in the ear there, you know. So, But it will drastically change over the years. Like the speed of the game, the physicality of the game compared to what it used to be, like, you know, it's changed dramatically. Uh, I'm lucky enough, John, in that where I sit on match days, I can turn to the likes of yourself or I can turn to a fourth official and, you know, see clarity on the decision. And, you know, when it's relayed back to me, be it a Donald Smith in Crow Park or a referee's administration like Johnny Ryan in Tipperary, you know, anywhere around Ireland, you have that kind of channel to go and get clarity on a rule and you understand it then and you can feed it back. A lot of people don't understand the rules or don't have access to them immediately, John. And it leads to huge scrutiny on referees over the years. Is the scrutiny over the top? Uh, can it get very, very personal at times? And f- not just you know, but as a group of referees, how do you deal with all that? Yeah, well, as we say, like, like, and there's one thing, and, and I've done it from the day one. I started refereeing, like, you know, I keep, I keep, I keep an up-to-date rule book on my bedside locker, and, and I, it's always there just to, you know, we, 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 we know the rules, but it's just, just to keep, it's like anything in life, just, just keep your mind refreshed, and as you say. People and and this is across life in general that that they might see a decision given on a field and and they mightn't actually know why it's been given, but when they when I say when when it's presented to them then you know they they'll say oh maybe yeah sure he is right or she is right when making the decision like you know so sometimes the scrutiny you know it, it's it's just the fact that people are not aware of the ins and outs of the game properly you know but no it it, I don't, it doesn't bother me personally like you know everyone's entitled to say. I thought that was right or thought that was wrong but when they when they delve deeper into it like you know and, and maybe pick up a rule book and look at the rules and they say yeah he was right like you know so it's just a bit of just getting out there in the public mainly that's all Yeah I think so too How can referees be helped going forward John? I mean the game is moving so fast um, I think like people are trying to change the rules of football maybe to make that game more attractive but in terms of hurling it's like just it's attrition for nearly uh, 70 minutes plus uh, In terms of video technology or extra officials on the field uh, managers are now looking to get back into the field to pass on instructions to their players more I would imagine officials have enough to look after without trying to police that as well <laughs> How could How could things be improved for you guys 
Um, well, I say there is there is a little bit of work going on in the background at the minute, lo- lo- looking at, at, at the possibility of, of, of TMO. Mm. Now, I say you wouldn't you wouldn't want to go down the, in my own opinion, go down the likes of the rugby route, like where every decision is is looked back on it. Like you know, like mm. we we have a couple of things there. We call them key game decisions as regards scores, penalties, and red card offences. Like you know, like you'd hope to pick up all those on the day. But 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 if there was an opportunity, maybe that that one was missed, and and it took. 10 seconds to go back and someone's in your ear and down the line maybe in a couple of years and, and, and you did get the decision right like at the end of the day it's, it's about right. getting the decisions right we, we don't like missing anything mm. so if, if there was a bit of help there maybe down the, down the line to, to, to get those right um, I, I would see no issue with anyway How important is it to keep a balance with players on the field but have a good relationship with them at the same time and be able to kind of communicate to those guys as well Oh, it's one thing I, I, I have always prided myself on like you know and I, I even do it at club I go like start at club level yeah. and, and I always write, write down the, the, the you know at the top level now you'll know the players but I always write down the first name of the players in my little book so when you're talking to someone you're explaining the decision now they, they know nine times out of ten why your free is given okay. but they'll always ask I, I was one for myself so so you just <laughs> explain why, why, why you give it like you know and, and I always address them by the first name because that, that, that little bit of respect yeah. like if you if you say call someone by the first name on the field they'll say oh, he knows me like you know and, and it works both ways like you know so it's just a little thing I got into at the start of my career and it's helped me immensely like you know so yeah Small things make all the difference. Um, so a last oh, one for yeah, a last one for you know, and it look, taking you personally out of this, but just in general, like I, I would say, like most hurling supporters, you're on top of your game. Paul the wire is as well. With the rule of, of being fifty, you have to leave that that top top flight scene. Uh, I went to college with Paul, and I think he's he's twenty five percent fitter now, John, than he was back in college even. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is. He's fine. He's fine. It's it's look, it's it's a shame to see you guys going through, particularly when maybe it's a struggle at ground level to get referees coming through. Could, could could that be changed maybe in years to come um, and, and maybe if you guys are meeting all the fitness targets you know that you, there's no reason why you should move on yeah but well, it's, it's not like something that, that was thrown on us overnight like we, we knew this was coming myself and Paul like we, we yeah. soldiered together for the last 12 years um, now I, I complete as I said in the previous article I, I, I completely understand why he was brought in because it actually probably helped me and Pod coming up along you know okay. um because they're, they're trying to develop younger referees and, and like when the likes of Brian and Barry and James McGrath moved off the panel like you know it, it opened opportunities for myself and Pod and Fergal and those lads mm. coming up along behind them and column lines to, 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 to try get the games like you know so um, as I said like like in my own personal opinion I, I would love to carry on like you know but as I said it, it, it didn't come as a shock like we, we knew this, mm. this, this day was coming um, and, and, and unfortunately that's that's where it is now but as I said I, I've enjoyed every moment of it and, and sure it culminated last Sunday week like you know in the, the one game that, that everyone strives out to get and, and thank, thankfully I got it so yeah. I, 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 I can finish off on that so. Yeah and you did right good as well and hopefully I'll see you around the place as a referee's assessor fairly soon John if you're not going to be doing the, the main games <laughs> John Keenan thanks so much and Congratulations on a great career and a very difficult job. Well done, John. That's so. Thanks a million, Damien. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's John Keenan there from Ockram in County Wicklow and he achieved his goal of refereeing an All-Ireland Senior Final and that's no mean feat. That's it for this week's show, folks. We have one left, so stick with us next weekend. Thanks to our producer, Damien O'Mara, to our sound engineer, Mark McGrath, from myself, Damien Lawler. Stay safe. Chat soon.